Hello and welcome back to Upon Reflection. Here on this podcast, we talk about the mindset tools that will help elevate your life, reframing situations, understanding emotions, reflecting on experiences so you can achieve more and feel greater purpose while being more conscious in all your choices. So today on this episode, we are going to be talking about people-pleasing versus authenticity. So put your car in drive, put the headphones on, and let's hit the road. So let's start off with defining authenticity. So to me, not looking at a definition or the dictionary, I think it means acting in alignment with your thoughts and emotions. I think if your mind is thinking one thing, but you're doing something else or saying something else, bam, unauthentic. This could be big or small from saying you'll have the chocolate when you really want the vanilla to saying to someone you're fighting with everything is okay when really it was not okay. So let's now look at the dictionary definition because honestly I'm curious. So yes, I googled it and it says guys, this is live. <laughs> There's a few different variations. One on Webster was quote, true to one's own personality, spirit, or character, unquote, which I think is very similar to what I was getting at, but I think it's a bit more broad as a whole. But another one reads, quote, worthy of acceptance or belief as conforming to or based on fact, unquote. I thought this one was interesting because it's basically saying, and you can read this in a few ways, but the way that I'm digesting it is, The thing that is true is worthy or the fact should be accepted. I mean, you can read that, like I said, in a few different ways. And I think you could be thinking to yourself when you hear the word authentic or someone being in their authenticity, you think of honesty. You think of someone being just truly who they are. Someone who isn't scared to speak their truth, someone who doesn't conform. So maybe they stand out. But authenticity is so personal, right? Like you can't really define if someone's being unauthentic. It's more of a feeling and it's definitely a feeling that you know when you are not being authentic to your true self. Because we often see people who are extremely eclectic, but that might not be authentic for who they are. They might be mimicking other great artists or visionaries they idealize, but it's not really them or it's not their own weirdness. And then we get into the conversation of who we really are. If people are often our mirror, reflecting back our own stories or things that we need to learn or our own triggers, we often create this reality that is in our own vibration. Like we we notice things in the state that we are in. So if we're in a bad mood, we might notice all the bad things. So this existential crisis could really go in if we wanted to, but I think for the purpose of this conversation let's let's center it back to just around relationship dynamics and authenticity in that way 
So when I think of people pleasing, I think of someone who is trying to be nice. The nice guy or the nice girl who doesn't want to disturb the peace, just wants to go with the flow. I mean, it's in the title, right? Like you're trying to please. But trying to please is often so ego-driven, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think when people think you're being nice, you're trying to please, that you're actually like putting you know, your ego aside and doing like the quote unquote right thing. But actually, the more we dissect it, the more that's not the case. It's ego driven because there's a part of you, the nice girl or nice guy in this situation, who wants to be liked, perhaps seen for having good qualities. They will often simplify themselves, right? So that their opinions are conforming to the masses or the group. Now this characteristic can be highly adaptable. You don't have to be a people pleaser or a nice girl or nice guy in every part of your life to be relating to this episode. Although I'm sure we can think of a few people we might know who are people pleasers or maybe like pushovers in every area and you can like spot those people really easily. But most of us are playing the nice person role in one area or two areas of our life, whether that be at work or in friendships or in romance. When that happens, when you act from a place of desiring people to like you, it's really acting from a place of expectation for, for them to react in a certain way. I will do nice things, I won't rock the boat, so people will think I'm nice and then treat me the way I would like to be treated. So we often have even heard that quote, treat people how you like to be treated, and that's true. However, that should come from the place that you really want to do it, not that you just want to receive it. So I know it can get kind of tricky here, but if you're staying with me, we're going to keep going. So perhaps you want to be seen as adaptable or easygoing. I find that to be like a really common reason why people act nice or just kind of like say nice things. Often we shy away from saying our authentic opinion, making ourselves smaller in the moment. But really, this is a disservice. And it's not authentic because your authentic self shouldn't be working in the confines of non disturbance or non-disruption right like we shouldn't be so scared to always feel like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin the flow if i speak up it shouldn't feel like you're walking across a river on a log just trying not to flip over right your authentic self should be expansive and growing forever challenging your your own thoughts perhaps society perhaps the environment you're in now i think we can start to over-criticize people. So I do really want to make it clear that I'm not trying to, you know, attack the nice role. However, I think it's important for us to understand why we're doing this. So like an example would be, I often try to fit the nice role at work. I want to keep the peace. I want my boss to like me. I have a job on the line. That's fair. I think it's not about shaming this characteristic of yourself and I am almost 95% sure, maybe 98, that we all are being like the nice guy or girl in one part of our lives. 
And that's okay. Like most of us, we're almost seeing it as like a survival mechanism, right? So like if we're doing this at work, we're like thinking, well, this is my job. I have to. And then we make that story become so real that we have to fit the role. But also really looking at where this is a story versus where it's actually true. Because so many people who disrupt the piece, who articulate their opinions, not to just be a contrarian, but because they are just acting in their own authenticity and even more so they believe they are worthy of having a voice, often are the leaders of our communities. So the people who are kind of different or the people who like have that new idea are often the people we look up to or at least have started impactful conversations. People could say, and this has crossed my mind as well, well, it's up to every individual to decide how they want to show up. Who am I to criticize someone who just wants to be helpful or be in service? To not sound like criticism of nice people just trying to give, but just to bring to light an opportunity that we can see within our own lives where we might be placing this expectation to be liked, loved, and respected unconsciously. Because for myself, I really see this in certain parts of my life. And when you're unauthentic, you will never feel fulfilled. You will always feel starved because you're constantly trying to be unthreatening for the gratification of receiving someone else's warmth or praise. So knowing you are always loved and you don't have to act in the ways you think people want you to, to feel that love is freedom. Because giving and nurturing should come from a place of honesty and not from a place of wanting something in return. So this comes up in really, really sneaky ways because for myself, I thought, I wanted to do nice things for people all the time. And I never in a million years was like thinking I was trying to get something out of it, especially in romantic relationships. I would give so much and I really thought it was coming from my heart. And sometimes it was, and that's the sneaky bit of it. It's not 100% to 0%. So how did I identify when it wasn't? Well, it was a journey. <laughs> But it came down to when I didn't get the reaction I wanted after doing something for someone else or the reaction I expected that like kind of played out in my head beforehand, I would get annoyed. It's the desire of praise that should be an alarm for you all if you're kind of thinking where would this be in my own life. That you are doing something for wanting to be seen and liked and not because you just genuinely wanted to give. Feeling praised feels good, right? So it's not this devil that you have to, you know, beat yourself up on. It's the subconscious desire to give your fix, your dopamine hit of like those compliments. That's, that's what we want. However, the problem is when we do this in our relationships, eventually it can lead to resentment. And this can be, like I said, in any part of your life. When you do something to please someone else, you're going against your integrity and you're letting yourself down. So you might have resentment against yourself or against the person involved or situation involved. And it might not come right away, but it might be a buildup. And then you're wondering down the line, 
why is this so annoying? Why, why am I so annoyed that they did this one thing, but really it had been building up for a while because you were trying to continuously please them and you feel like they did not appreciate it. Then you can tell you weren't really giving from a place of honesty. So however, in hindsight, like I said, try to remember we do things out of the consciousness we have at the time. We didn't know we were asleep until we woke up and we're like, wow, that was a crazy dream. That's how I like to kind of go about, you know, telling yourself that it's okay that you've made mistakes in the past because we often just make decisions from what we can see in that present moment. And a lot of us just don't slow down enough. And then sometimes even when we slow down, we still have to learn these lessons. It feels like you're awakening to so much so quickly when you start realizing how many of your actions are correlated to like these subconscious beliefs. And then you can start questioning like, how could I, how could I do that? But give yourself grace because you're learning about yourself and taking responsibility, which is leaps and bounds ahead of people who put their hands over their eyes and refuse to take responsibility. So this people pleasing or nice girl or nice guy persona can often come alongside the victim mentality. And I think a lot of us have heard about the victim mentality before. So how often have you said, well, I always do this for them and I and I do that for them and I don't understand why they can't just do this one thing. Now, that complaint can be taken in a few different strides, but I'm going to break it up into two. So, one, yes, it's good to be aware of the checks and balances of energy within any relationship dynamic, whether that be your boss, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your mother, like anyone. If you're always giving, you can ask yourself why are you always giving and once you feel like it might be unbalanced maybe it's time to you know kind of take your energy back in and and give it back to yourself um and then other ways we can check the energy balances often just with our emotions like are we enjoying being with this person or is there always like a feeling of like I'm just waiting for them to do something for me kind of thing you know I'm just waiting for them to show up in a way so that's often like I said, an alarm to see where energy might not be balanced. The second way to look at this is also taking responsibility for creating this framework, right? Of it being okay that you have given over and over again. Many of us have not stated what we would want in response because we're afraid that everything will feel transactional, but stating your needs should not be a bad thing if the needs are ones that are genuine. And also we have to realize no one owes us anything. So if you give, 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 and they don't give back, you have to reevaluate why are they doing that and why are you doing that? And now that the reality has shown its true colors, are you okay with that reality? Are you always feeling deprived? Is this an off week? You know, sometimes we can kind of jump to the conclusion after just having a bad week, but perhaps track it over time. How often are you feeling like this energy is off balance? Now, let's say after you have realized you are giving a ton and you bring this up to your partner, let's say, and they have stated, well, I'm busy and I can only give 
X amount of time or X amount of energy to this, this, and this, or to you. Then you start feeling guilty for even creating a problem. Raise your hand if that's you. You need to recognize at this point that their honesty was not about your self-worth. I think most of us, as we get older, become more familiar and comfortable with stating our needs. When someone places a boundary of how much they can genuinely give, we often take it really personal. And then we think, is that all I deserve? Is that all they think I deserve? And this is where the nice guy, nice girl mindset can come in because we feel bad for feeling bad. (laughs) It's like a little cycle. But that's not the reality. That's just all the time they have. It's not about you and your self-worth. Your self-worth is not reliant on their energy, their time, or their actions for you. So this is where I think most of us get stuck. And it's the first place we need to self-heal and reaffirm that we can do kind things for ourselves and it can be just as impactful as someone doing something for us. Now, I'm not saying there's not actions taken by people that are like unjust or kind of feel wrong. There's some people who are kind and bad things happen. And I'm not saying to take responsibility for all these you know, traumatic events in your life, but you only have to take responsibility to how you react. So let's say you're giving a lot to your partner and your partner ignores you. It's not that you have to take full responsibility. It's that you have to take responsibility of being like, okay, I'm aware now and I'm feeling unfulfilled. So now I have to take action. So if someone seems to have crossed the line with you, Are you standing up for yourself? Are you setting boundaries? Because the nice person, the people pleaser, often doesn't know how to set boundaries or doesn't set them well in every part of their life. So I heard from a friend of mine that her friend had an ex and he just kept coming back into her life, would come over, essentially toy with her heart, and they had broken up you know, a few months ago and he would explicitly say, hey, this isn't going to be anything. I'm just kind of coming over because I want attention. I mean, in so many words, he would basically say that. Um, I still care about you, but just letting you know this isn't meaning anything. And this girl would let him come over, um, spend time with her, and essentially have no strings attached. And this would hurt her, like, a lot. And even though many times he was explicit with his intention, her actions and perhaps her line of thinking was, if I can just constantly be there for him, maybe he'll come back to stay. Because if I'm always nice, then he should want to come back because I'm helping, I'm pleasing. And it's been about six months, right, that they've been breaking up or have been broken up. And this ex of hers has now taken advantage of her energy, her kindness, her time. And there is no sight of them getting back together. But even if there was, do you see how there's a manipulation involved almost on both parties? But at the same time, is it truly kind of her even to invite him over to accept that? Is it kind to herself? Because really the underlying desire is that she has an expectation, even if it's subconscious. To me, that seems kind of like an obvious one. Like I think most of us, when we have some type of breakup, unless we're healed from it, unless we have time apart, sometimes we do this 
unconscious actions because we want to get back to the familiar. Because if we do something with the desire for someone to react in a certain way or to someone to act in a certain way to come back to us, it's still a form of manipulation. You're hurting yourself. I think sometimes when we hurt and we want something so badly for the people we love to love us back perhaps and we want to see that hard reality, that like fruition, whether that be in quality time or in words. However, it's not really love if we're trying to extract that energy from someone that does not give it naturally. It's not that people pleasers are bad people. Like I said, I think we all are people pleasers in some form. They lack confidence. It makes them want to manipulate. And like I said, this is often subconscious, but the more we can highlight this in our own actions, the more that we can bring it to our consciousness. It's not boisterous, it's not always loud, and sometimes it's very subtle. Trying to extract love using kindness is a thing. And well, they must love me, right, if I become this perfect person. I often see this in just like parenting. Like you eventually, maybe you had a kind of crazy teenage life or, you know, whatever. And then you start becoming this adult and you really want to prove to your parents that like you're okay and you're successful and you want to present yourself in this almost perfect way so that you can convince them that they did a good job and for them to be able to love you in a way. And like I said, this can happen in so many different aspects and and there can be so many layers to how your actions play out in this. I know for myself, I often give too much, like I said, when I'm in relationships, but also when I'm emotionally coping with something. It's a form of distraction for me. And that can be people pleasing when I just don't want to face my own truth in a different part of my life. So like, let me help my partner because I don't want to deal with some of the heavy things that are going on in work, perhaps. That's another way that can form our personalities. And if we do that for too long, people start to not realize who we really are and we can get really lost within ourselves. So another example can be in work, always saying you're free, always pushing yourself to take the next project. Now, if you're driven and focused, this can be incredibly serving in a part of your life, which is why you do it. Most of the actions we do is because it like brings us something back. But if you're doing it from a place of always wanting your boss to notice you, always agreeing with him or her because you want them to think you're loyal or driven, you really are just being another piece of the cog, essentially. Instead of maybe taking on a few tasks that you can handle, but also speaking up when you don't agree with something, when you have another idea, or when your work is actually hurting because you're being overworked, stating your truth, speaking out loud, being authentic is not easy, guys. It's not easy at all, which I think is why we admire it so much in people and why sometimes we know we like someone, but we can't quite pinpoint why we're just like, oh, they're just they're just so themselves. It seems like it should be this easy thing, but honestly, speaking from your heart and following what your body gravitates towards is really scary at times because people don't always react well to authenticity and 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 people don't always react back with authenticity so let's say you're like all right 
I'm deciding to be authentic. I'm deciding to like be more myself, to speak to speak up for myself more, maybe to set more boundaries with friends or family. And the way that they react, you can tell is not honest. Maybe maybe they're saying it's okay, but really you can tell they're annoyed or maybe they're just reacting aggressively. So we have to make a disclaimer to ourselves that it's not always going to be the easiest route, but eventually, eventually, it will feel more fulfilling because you're never going to feel like you have this mask on. And I know I've made this disclaimer in the past, but I'm not talking about being rude, unkind, hurtful, because your ego can kind of drive some of those characteristics. And you feel like you are being authentic maybe by like yelling back at someone when someone says something mean and you could just be like well that's just how i feel that's just the truth that's not what i'm talking about here that's that's often our ego trying to um respond to pain to respond to something that someone did to us i'm talking about the cultivation of your inner knowing coming to the forefront of guiding your actions so this is a practice this isn't something that can always be super easy i mean like i said there's been many times where i thought i was being super authentic and then i came to realize that like really deep in my subconscious i kind of wanted something out of it sometimes we have to deprogram whatever we've been doing for our entire lives and start sitting with our true thoughts so that could look like meditation so authenticity is also like i said not reacting Reacting is often the fight or flight mode of our emotions in a situation. It's often trying to preserve our life. And that can look like anger, fear, sadness. But authenticity can be activated by acknowledging the initial reaction to any circumstance. So being like, oh, this is how I feel. That's okay. Don't try to like, don't try to rush it off. Just be like, okay, I'm pissed, right? Sitting with it. And once we are past that initial feeling of an action or reaction, what do we feel inclined to? What do we really want? And like I said, this takes time. Sometimes it's you have to kind of pause. Sometimes you have to journal. Sometimes you have to sleep on it. Every, everyone's going to be a little different. The more we practice, I think the more we strengthen our intuition. Another example is I often felt or have felt lonely in some of my previous relationships friendships and romantic and i thought that if i said something along the lines of well you never really spend time with me then i would get what i want i would get more quality time but that's a reaction guys it's also a statement that's not true a statement rooted in perhaps past trauma or triggers of my own now something i would say is the lack of communication or the lack of quality time is starting to make me feel uneasy about our connection. I would like to work on that with you. Let's decide how we're going to do that together. Because often if we have this need, let's say like you feel like you don't really get to talk to your best friend often and you're starting to feel like she's neglecting you, you're starting to feel really lonely. If we just come out and say, you need to talk to me more. That's trapping someone within one action. They don't need to do that. Maybe they have a lot going on. Maybe that, maybe they can't give you any more energy. Instead, you can tell them what is below that 
So it really is the problem. The loneliness is the problem. And then if someone really cares about you, then you can think of a solution. Maybe they do have time and they will spend more quality time with you. Maybe they will call you more often or maybe they won't and they will be like, hey, I hear you. I think you could do this to help combat that. Um, when I am talking to you or when I do have time, I'm going to be really, really present so that you know that I am here for you. So that's another thing because I think there's a lot of schools of thought that say state your needs, which is super true. State your needs. But so many of us think our needs are like demands that we like come up with um, and they're not. They're often feelings um, and then they can lead to like different actions and we can come up with examples like you could say, hey, you know, I'm feeling a bit lonely. Let's go with the same example. I think I have three different ways I think that we could work together on this. Do any of those work out? Like I do think that it's nice to have a, a solution based conversation. And for this example, the people pleasing side of me, who, by the way, a few years ago was like way, way worse. I'm still dealing with this. I think we I think I might always. But oh, my God, she was way worse before. I would say something like, oh, it's okay that you're busy. We can hang out another time and then be upset about it, you know? And then almost, like I said, feel guilty that I was upset and then downplay my emotions. Why am I being so sensitive? Women do this a lot. Why am I being so emotional? This is not a big deal. And then overcompensate by doing more for them or doing more for someone else in your life. Like, oh, we can't hang out Friday cool, well, let's hang out Sunday and I'll cook for you and I'll bring games and I'll do all this because we're almost trying to show them that we're okay with it. So it's like I said, it's a cycle. And often we don't realize how much we're overcompensating when we're sad instead of just kind of giving it back to ourselves. So if that sounds familiar to you, I'm right on there with you. That's something I have to really be conscious of for myself because I am such a giver and I think a lot of women are, but men are too. Now, it's not that any of these things are inherently bad. I often have a lot of love to give and sometimes I have to catch myself and ask, why am I really doing this? Is it from the desire to impress people for them to like me or is it because I just want to give? because I just care. I think people are honestly just very loving. It's often a subtle answer and sometimes it's not super clear, guys. It's really, it's not always clear. But the more you ask yourself, the more you can start to hear where it's coming from. Another follow-up question um, that you ask yourself could be, if they said nothing at all to everything that you just might have done for them, would it bother you? So this is how I also know when I should be giving to myself. Like I said, I think I have fallen victim to this train of thought and action in my romantic partnerships the most, where I give a lot because I care a lot and I love them, but I often would want attention back. So I will tell you now, once you have this expectation of something to come back to you in a certain way, you will be let down and let down often. Love should be coming from people when they feel it, when they desire to give it. If you try and shake it out of people, it can often feel very draining for the other person and then eventually draining for yourself because you're feeling like you're trying so hard. 
So I know I just gave a few different examples of how this could look like because it could be happening in many parts of your life. It doesn't have to be the typical people pleaser situation you think of where it's just this nice person always doing nice things, although that is a thing as well. It can also be specific to an area or two areas where you often just give with the desire and hopes to get something in return, even if it's really subconscious. Just notice where you slowly get annoyed with people because you had this desire for them to do something, right? And I think this is something I continuously need to work on, like I said, is giving to give, no strings attached, intentionally and in love. Truly an act of service, guys. That's truly what acts of service is. No one would have to know it's you. You just want to do it from your soul. And also something that has been incredibly healing is forgiving yourself, like I mentioned, when you have given too much. When you have overextended and now you're like, wow, I can't believe I did all of that for this person. Why did I do so much for that job? Forgiveness to yourself for just wanting to be accepted. That's such a human desire. It's so normal and it's wired within us from a very deep age. It's okay that we are not always conscious of wanting to be wanted. Um, but like I said, just the more we discuss these topics, the more we can see this and how it plays out in our life. So the more authentic we become, the more these opportunities, love, job, friendships, family, health, all these different parts of life will feel more fulfilling because we really do feel like we're being ourselves while we're doing it. You will have gotten that love or gotten that opportunity from your own creative mind, um, your own persona, not trying to fulfill this role that you feel like you have to be or live up to. Being authentic, I think, is generally very kind. It's just, just to be clear, I think most of us are kind of good, loving individuals. I really do. So when we heal and work with our inner dialogue, and then come from that authentic voice, we might be surprised just how kind we naturally are and how much we do have energy to give to others and then to ourselves. We will have all this abundance. I really, I really do. Um, maybe that's just me being like overly optimistic. If you're extremely driven in your career and you're exhausted, is there a huge part of your life that you're actually mimicking someone? or mimicking the person you think you should be instead of actually just either being that person or just being yourself. So I know that this is a process of identifying, forgiving and practicing and you know realizing what characteristics are serving you, what feel aligned, what don't. This is something that you have to write out a lot of the times. I mean, it's hard to just go through all these thoughts within your head without having a tangible thing in front of you, but I think so many of us can use this. I have to come to this practice daily, like I said. And at any point in time, you do feel like, well, I was the perfect coworker or partner or friend, and I never got love back. And I tried to be so loving. And I tried to be so myself. Like, what happened? Just remember that people are also going through their own journey. And the more we become aligned with ourselves and being ourselves, the more that the people and experiences that no longer serve us or lift us up will fall away and fall away quickly. Like I, I truly feel like there's been moments in my life where 
I had like these epiphanies and I would just start really being true to myself and friendships would end like that. Like it was just like out of the blue. And I, and I would realize that those friendships or, you know, those things would just fall apart because I was really being more me and they were uncomfortable with it. So once again, I kind of stated this in the beginning, but don't expect everyone to just love it when you're being more you the people who are right for you will but also things might fall before they come back together it's all part of the process so my last parting words i do want to end on a positive note are it's so easy to be on autopilot guys in one section of your life so an exercise you can do tonight or this week is where do you see yourself only looking at life in one way where do you see a step that your next step unfolding only in one way like oh well this is going to happen and this is going to happen and that's kind of how you only imagine it or you only imagine just like a or b and then question that question why you are clinging on so tightly to things and happening in the way that you want it because then that can lead to the next question if you're trying to manipulate your surroundings to get the ending that you want and perhaps this is subconscious and perhaps you are kind and you're trying to do this in a kind manner because you want something and you want something to turn out a certain way so i think that's going to be it for this one remember to keep reflecting i hope everyone is having a fabulous may it's one of so much growth transformation i can feel myself changing and stepping more into the person i want to be especially this year um, i hope you guys are feeling the same way i have exciting news as well that i will be sharing in the upcoming months so make sure to keep listening subscribe if you haven't subscribed go to my website upon reflection pod pod.com Please leave a review and rating if you like this episode. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you even took the time to listen to me and all the messages that I feel like I would like to speak to you all. Thanks again.